everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It's June 28th. It's 2021. And we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. What's happening, coach? Nothing much, man. Uh, rolling along here. Um, had a pretty good good weekend, DFS-wise. I've been, you know, playing a lot more prize picks, and so it's it's just been fantastic. So, had been been having a pretty good run here, and uh, we're gonna see if we can cap this thing out with some MLB prize picks. But I mean, NBA, excuse me, that's going on right now. But uh, yeah, good weekend. Glad to be back on with you, man. Uh, I know everybody can't can't see you, but you know the, the hat you got on tonight is super fresh, and uh, I I am accepting donations in the mail if by chance. You, you're able to squeeze out an additional one. I do have a pink Miami Dolphins hat on. Um, I'm sure I've worn it on a live stream before. I've had it for a while. Um, yeah. It's one of those breast cancer awareness hats. Um, I have a bunch of them laying around. So, like, uh, I just like how pink looks on hats. And I always have. Like, I have some pink Red Sox hats. I just I like how pink looks on hats. And, um, yeah, man. Ready to break down this slate because I'm ready to go to sleep. Um, did not get much sleep this weekend with the doubleheader NASCAR weekend. So let's jump in. We get started here with the Angels and the Yankees. This game has a 10.5 total. Yankees are a slight 150 favorite. It sounds like it's going to be Dylan Bundy going up against uh, Michael King. Any interest here in um, Dylan Bundy? I don't think so. Not for the price. Uh, if he was in the seven K range, I think I would. But uh, just overall, I, I don't want to play Bundy here, and, I, and I'm really not as afraid of the Yankees as you know. I guess maybe we thought we would be this season for a variety of reasons, just mainly because of the K rates. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to pay eighty two hundred for Bundy on this slate. Yeah, I don't think he's the craziest play. Um, my my problem is the price. Um, I'm right there with you. If he was 7,200, 6,500, I mean, I think we'd be having a lot more conversation about it, but he's not. So, I mean, we're not really having that big of conversation. Like the Yankees, they strike out at a high clip, especially the righties in this lineup. There's five guys with strikeout rates over 26% against right-handed pitching this season. So, I mean, there's some upside facing the Yankees. Obviously, there's a bunch of downside too. Don't get me wrong. Um, Michael King on the other side of this game. Well, this is an easy no for me. Um, he finally got over 70 pitches last time out. And I mean, it was one of his better starts and it was against Kansas City. And he's just, he doesn't have a long leash. They're not going to let him go deep into games. They need him to eat like three, four. If he can get the fifth inning, they're super happy. I mean, he's just not going to go out and throw 100 pitches. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I'm, I'm just going to agree with you there. Um, I, I don't want to play King for that reason. I mean, if he was getting, I mean, Stevie, I think if he was getting 85 pitches, I might actually be interested at 6,500, but yeah, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've said it a lot, you know, with, with the injuries and everything here for the angels, um, they're, they're just a team that you can, you can kind of pick on. Like, I mean, so yeah, as far as the bats go here for the Angels, I mean, Otani, Walsh, probably one-offs for me. I know this game is a high total. Maybe I play like a three-man. Well, what's your thoughts when it comes to the Angels here, knowing that like if even if you get King out early, you might see that bullpen, and that bullpen is just so scary. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing, you know. Are we are we rostering Otani in hopes that he you know gets his his home run early? I think that's the case um, because I, I'm not expecting the Angels to kind of run up the score, you know. After I I, I I suppose King makes it four innings, right? Like that's kind of my read in my mind. He makes it four innings. Maybe he doesn't come out for a fifth, and after that, I, I'm not expecting him to score a whole lot. So I think if we're rostering this team. We're rostering, hoping that they can pile up some runs in two at-bats, maybe, right? Like, if they get to him early, maybe he only makes it three innings. But 
Um, that's kind of where where I am here. I don't. I'm kind of with you, mainly just one-offs. Uh, clearly, we can take Otani at 5K as a one-off. I don't hate that. You know, you talked about uh, Walsh as well. Um, but, yeah, that, that that's probably – I don't mind Rendon because he's 4,300. But after he – you know, a, after uh, King is out of the game, you got to deal with that bullpen. It may be tough sledding. All right. Um the Yankees bats, I mean, they're always in play as a stack here. Um, just really in any matchup, even against Dylan Bundy. They have one of the highest implied team totals on the slate. Um, it's hard not to like the Yankees here. They're a little pricey. I think that's the one downside to playing the Yankees here. You're not likely going to get like Yankees, Peralta, Giolito um, type of builds. So, I mean, that's one downside to potentially playing the Yankees here. But I think they're in a really good spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the Yanks. Like, we know that uh, our good buddy Dylan Bundy is going to give up some hard contact, uh, going to give up some fly balls. You know, anytime I can get Geo at for 3600 I'm just kind of in, right? Like, I, I think this is just a great price point for him. Uh, so he's a guy I'm, I'm absolutely interested in. But other than that, I don't want to pay 5900 for Stanton. I don't, I don't want to pay five k for LeMahieu or Judge. So I think I'm probably just going to one-off the Yankees too. But that's it. I'm not stacking them at all. All right. Um, moving on. We got the Mets and the Nationals. No total out for this game. Um, there's like mixed reports on who's going to pitch here for Washington. We know that Jared Eikhoff is going to pitch for New York. But I've seen – Reports that it could be Eric Fed. Um, so we'll see. And I've seen reports that it could be a bullpen game for Washington. So we'll be paying attention to that. Um, let's start with the Mets. Any interest here in Jared Eckhoff? No. Eikhoff? Nope. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really interested. I like the price. Like if you want to play a punt pitcher. Um, but I mean yeah, that's really it. Like, I, I there's a guy that I'm tr- that I mean is down in this price range that you definitely can take a shot on as well. Um, and we'll get there, but yeah, I mean, I think it's okay if you want to try to punt and take a shot on him. I don't hate it. As far as like Washington, the whole pitching situation here, if Eric Fed is back, um, or he's not going to pitch because they just put him on the IL on Sunday, so. I have, I have no idea who's pitching here for Washington. So it's really tough to break down who's pitching when you don't know who's pitching. Um, all right. As far as the Mets bats go, I mean, you're really going to have to pay attention to who's pitching um, in this game. I like the price on Conforto and McNeil. They're both under 4K if it's a righty. Um, and then, like, you could throw Pete Alonzo and, like, make it a three-man. But it's really tough, Will, not knowing who's going to be pitching here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at any rate, I'm with you on these prices. Like Conforto, 3800 <laughs> That's that's fantastic. Uh, if, if it's a righty, Billy McKinney might make the lineup as well. He's $3,300. Um, you know, like you said, we'll have to see. But I, I do like those prices for sure. McNeil, 35 I think no matter who's pitching, we know it's not going to be Scherzer. He pitched uh, on the previous slate. Uh, after that, I really don't care who it is. It's not going to be Corbin either because Corbin pitched the slate before, I think. So I, I, um, or the game before. So I I like these prices on these lefties. And yeah, I think you're probably going to mention or or already talked about the, uh, the little mini stack three, man. I mean, I think that's fantastic. These prices, I mean, you, you have to like them. Um, and then the other side, the Washington side, like Eckhoff is a very hittable pitcher. Um, this is it's definitely a spot that I feel like the Washington bats are in play. Um, what's your thoughts here when it comes to Washington? Yeah, I like them, man. Uh, you know, I, I think the prices are fair. I mean, I know Soto's 6K. You know, I prefer I, I, I would almost consider fading Soto at 6K um, and just kind of rolling with Bell, you know, rolling with um, – uh, Kyle Schwarber, 
you know, and maybe maybe even roll with Trey Turner because of you know the upside he brings along the base path. So that that's kind of where I am. I, I, and I'm not saying to fade Soto. I'm saying for the price, I'd be willing to do it to get some of these other other bats in there. Jan Gomes has finally come back down to earth. I mean, Jan Gomes was in the 4K range. He's 3800 now. Like now, now I I feel like he's more playable again. All right, moving on. We got Kansas City going up against Boston. This game is currently sitting at 10.5. Boston's a 162 favorite. Um, any interest here in Danny Duffy? Oh, man. I will say Danny Duffy has been serviceable most of the season. But I just can't do it against Boston, even at 8,800. Yeah, he could go out and spend a gem, but I think I'm taking the fade at, at this price. I mean, we have no idea what we're going to see pitch wise from him, pitch count. Like, he came out and threw a couple innings when he came back from the IL. And then a couple days later, he threw an inning to get some more work in. So I'm just I'm just overly like over like overly concerned about just how deep he's going to pitch in this game. I think that's the biggest question mark when you're looking at Duffy and I mean the Red Sox lineup is not this like amazing great lineup, but they also don't strike out a ton, especially against left-handed pitching. So I mean 8800 with all the uncertainties, I think if you're playing Duffy. It's really large field tournaments trying to chase that big payday on him having a really good game. Um, any interest here in Garrett Richards on the other side? I actually – I don't want to, Stevie, but I feel like I should. Like on this slate, you're kind of looking at the pitching. And, look, we've got some, we've got some good guys coming up that we're going to want to talk about. But I do think if you're spending down – he may be in the conversation, like in this 6K range, like, okay, who do you want to play him or, or De Sclafani? Well, I probably want to play Richards today because De Sclafani is going up against the Dodgers, although all their players may not be bad. You know, you got my eight at 7,500, but I'm just, you know, he, my eight is probably the best one, but I don't hate Richards against KC. Um, you know, man, I, I don't know if you watched the performance today uh, facing Jordan Lyles. It was pretty ugly. Um, and Garrett Richards isn't Jordan Lyles, but um, so in, in my opinion, I feel like they've got equal upside. And, and, and Jordan Lyles had a fantastic day. So I think Richards is on the list, but he's not much play, but I think for the price, he's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, Richards stinks, um, but so does the Kansas City lineup. Like the Kansas City lineup, there's not one guy in the projected lineup with an ISO – or there's not one guy in the projected lineup with a Wobo over 325 and the highest ISO is O'Hearn at 250 and nobody else is over 200. So, I mean, at the end of the day, when we're looking, this is the cheap guy that I was talking about a few minutes ago where I was like, if you're going to play a cheap guy, maybe it's just Garrett Richards. Um, because like, uh, I mean, we'll talk it's about just, Eli Morgan when we get City. there, but yeah, That's all it is. Yeah, it's just you're playing you're playing the matchup. Um, Kansas City bats. I mean, Richard stinks, and I mean O'Hearn would probably might be my favorite here. And it's more of just he's so cheap, Will. Like he's twenty nine hundred and now he's an outfield eligible player and he has power. So I mean he would be the guy that I'd be the most interested in here from Kansas City. Yeah, it's weird because as much as I am willing to take a shot on Richards, I do understand that man, Kansas City's so cheap. Richards is bad. It's like the best of both worlds. So I do like O'Hearn at twenty nine hundred. Uh, I think he's fine. Or he's still there. I don't. I don't know what's going on with him. But man. I, I think O'Hearn and Santana for me are probably the ones where, you know, I take these lefties. Um, I, I don't really want to get involved with Nicky Lopez, but um, I think those would be my, my main guys. I will say this though, Stevie, it would not shock me one bit if Kansas city rattled off 10 runs tomorrow against Richards. Like 
I'm saying in the grand scheme of the game, you know, maybe they rattle off five or six against Richardson. You know, maybe we get some bad bullpen going and then they, they score a few more. But <sighs> O'Hearn and Santana, that's it. I mean, yeah, and if you get to that point, throw Perez in there and make it a three-man. Um, but, I mean, Perez is so expensive. But he has one of the highest upsides, um, you know, as far as, like, catchers go. Like, he has 18 home runs on the season. That's not a small feat by a catcher. It is so. not. It is not. Uh, the Red Sox. That's who we thought Gary Sanchez was going to be. You know, Gary – never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not even going <laughs> to – I <laughs> – was so me and the seeds were so right about Gary Sanchez and everybody got on Gary Sanchez because of his first year. And man, we were so right. Anyway, anyway, not going to go there. We're going to talk about the Red Sox bats. Um, (laughs) I mean, obviously like my concern is JD Martinez is just like, he's having a really good season, but he's actually been like, terrible against lefties um and i don't know if we're gonna see some of those numbers change around and like you start looking at like x woba and stuff and it's a lot better and his x iso is much higher but i mean that's obviously the biggest concern you know xander bogarts is having a great season against lefties you could kind of pair them with like hunter renfro um kiki hernandez like there's a five-man stack to be made here with boston because Outside of Martinez, Devers, and Xander, the rest of the stack is actually pretty cheap. You know, we just got done talking about catchers. Vasquez is right there at 3,900 in a lefty-righty matchup, and he's been hitting the ball really well, especially over the weekend against the Yankees. Listen, Vasquez is my boy. Like, he's actually, I think, my favorite Boston Red Sox player. And I'm not a Boston Red Sox fan, but, man, you get the roster Vasquez, and every time it's just, like, cranking out points for you. So, uh, next time I take down a, a GPP of sorts, if Vasquez is in there, getting a jersey shipped to the house, may even get one autographed. Uh, that was a sidebar. But, yeah, I do like Boston here. Um, the other thing, too, Stevie, is the more we think about it with, with Danny Duffy, um, we may only, he may only be out there for 50 pitches. And then we're getting Kansas City bullpen. So uh, I, I love the Boston side. I'm not even really going to think too much about righty-lefty tomorrow. I like Boston. I'm just, I think I'm just going to roster him and, and see and the, what happens. And the thing is, Devers being so expensive, I don't think a lot of people are going to play him lefty-lefty um, at that price. And if you do get it – like, if you want – if your stack does what you want them to do, then, I mean, Devers is going to get two or three at-bats against the righty anyway. So – all right, moving on. Detroit at Cleveland, nine and a half total. Cleveland, a one thirty-seven favorite here. Matt Manning, Eli Morgan. Um, any interest here in Matt Manning? No, I think I'm going to pass on Manning. Um, I, I I feel like I'm okay not going that far down uh, the pitching tree today, uh, and I don't think he's terrible, right? Like, you know, he would probably be the next guy down. Um, behind um, Garrett Richards, like he would probably be the guy, but I don't, I don't think I need him, so I'm, I'm, I'm willing to pass. Yeah, I mean, he really hasn't shown a big like strikeout number in the in the majors yet. Like he had slightly above average strikeout numbers in Triple um, A. He's a big time prospect. Um, like he's number two prospect with Detroit. I think he's top 20, like overall baseball um, prospect, very good curveball, very good fastball above average changeup. And like, you have those three pitches you're, you're cruising um, his biggest thing. And everything that I've read about him scouting reports before the season, doing best balls and stuff is his command. Um, and like, you got to have command in, in the majors, but I mean, it's kind of a mixed matchup. Like this team doesn't strike out a ton and he hasn't really struck out a lot of people, but I'm with you. Like if you're not playing Richards and you want to go down and punt and play somebody, take a shot on Manning. Um, the other side of this game, we got Morgan pitching again um, through a gem the other night um, against the Cubs. 
he didn't really throw a gem, but he pitched way better than I thought he was going to. He's shown a little bit of strikeout ability here, you know, against the Cubs in Baltimore last couple times out. I don't think he's crazy either. Well, 6,200 going up against Detroit with some strikeout stuff. Um, there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. I am not being, I am not playing Eli Morgan today. You know what's <laughs> going to happen, Stevie. We're like, we're in on the Cubs. He has a good game. Detroit comes out and rocks him for eight. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I am not falling into the Eli Morgan trap, even though he did pitch okay against the Cubs last game. Detroit's probably one of my favorite stacks on the day, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I could see playing him. <laughs> And I could see playing bats against him. Um, same scenario with Richardson, Kansas City. Same scenario. Well, the thing, like the thing here for Detroit, if they let Badu bat lead off again at three K, then you could like really get creative with your stack with Grossman, Candelario, Mazzara, Cameron, um, Scope. So I mean, this is a guy that has been very hittable. I think you could definitely look at some of these Detroit bats. I don't know if I full five-man stack it, but I could definitely see myself three-man stacking it. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't I don't really five-man stack that much, ironically. Um, my max is usually four, and part of that, and I know the reason why is because, you know, I've mostly played FanDuel most of my fantasy career. Most of them. I, mean, I play DK too, but – and that's their max. So, typically, my brain just works in four. Um, but – I mean, I, I think Detroit is the road to where we get to double up on these pitchers. And that's probably that I, I just feel like that's exactly what I'm gonna do on this slate. Take Detroit against a bad pitch against a bad pitcher, get these aces in there and go to work. Um, Cleveland, like Cleveland's another team that I think you could look at here. Um, this game has a nine and a half total, and it's Cleveland against Detroit. Like that tells us a lot about this game and the potential runs in this game. So I mean, Bradley Ramirez, Hernandez, Rosario, um, they're all kind of in play here against Cle or against Manning. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and, and they're affordable outside of Jose being 55. I know we got Bobby Bradley at 49, but this team is affordable. Rosario, 4K, Caesar, 43. You know, I'm in on Cleveland. If you want to get real creative, you can throw in some Zimmer. At the bottom of this lineup, Austin Hedges is 2,700. Cheap catcher alert. This feels like a Mike Zanino bomb day by way of Austin Hedges. Uh, I do like Hedges on this slate for sure. All right, we're moving along here. We got the Cubs and the Brewers. Kyle Hendricks, Freddie Peralta facing off in this game. There's a seven total in this game, and Milwaukee is a 148 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Kyle Hendricks? I'm just not playing Kyle Hendricks. He's 9,100. Yes, he's had two really good games here back to back. But I'm not. I'm just. I'm not doing this, okay? Because the minute you think Kyle Hendricks is safe, he's not going to be safe. Now look, he's he's really hasn't been under what 15 fantasy points most of the season, like 26, 31, 20, 20, 15, 16, 15, like. He's been very serviceable, but I, I'm I'm not playing him on this slate at 9100. Not, not doing it. He's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. Um, oh, guys, is it because yeah. it's Milwaukee? Come no, on. No, I mean dude. like, well, yeah, obviously this lineup's <laughs> trash. Um, like, you look at the bottom of this lineup: Adamus 28 percent, Taylor 25 percent, Peterson 30 percent, Herrera 36 percent, Jackie Bradley Jr. 33 percent. Like. That's the strikeout rates, and there's not one person in this lineup, even with Yelich in this lineup, over a 200 ISO against right-handed pitching this season. So I think people are going to stay away from Hendricks because of the price, and I think he goes out and he throws like six really strong innings, strikes out six or seven people, doesn't give up any runs, maybe a couple hits, and puts up you know 30 fantasy points and has a phenomenal day when nobody's looking at him because everybody wants to play Bauer, Peralta and Giolito, maybe even like Granky. Um, I, I like Kyle Hendricks way more than I should. And I Let's know that devil's advocate, Stevie, he's got an 18% K rate. on. This that's season. right. 
That's okay. Uh, this team has a 29.3% K rate on the season. So I'm good. All right. So all in all, I mean, we're going to average it out. All right. It's, it's they're at above average is what it is. Will <laughs> above average is what it is. I'm, right. I'm more, I'm more worried about him getting 90 pitches than I am about his strikeout rate. Milwaukee stinks. I, I listen. I I know, man. I just uh, maybe maybe I'm developing a bias toward Kyle Hendricks because I keep looking at these season numbers, and in my head I'm saying this is the first no time this season keep... I want to play him. Yeah, I'm first with time, you, man. First time. Oh. It'll probably be the last, oh. but it's the first time. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay. How? Okay, let me let me just ask you a question. All right. And I know this is like a super small sample size and whatever. It was one game. But Chichi Gonzalez has a 13% K rate on the season and a 5x FIP. He threw five innings. He gave up three hits, one earned run, two walks, and four strikeouts against Milwaukee on Sunday. Like, Kyle Hendrick is a much better pitcher than Chichi <laughs> Gonzalez. So you're, you're at, you, you win this argument, my friend. I concede. They're just uh, – The lineup stinks, and Hendrick has been pitching well. And I'm yeah. just hoping he could keep it rolling here. He seems to get the command back. The you know the walks have been a little bit better. Um, I, I just yeah, I, I like the spot yeah. a lot for Hendricks. And again, I think it's going to be an ownership thing. I really don't think a lot of people are going to. I don't want to pay ninety one hundred for him, but I think that's how a lot of people are going to approach Kyle Hendricks today. And I just I think that makes him a better play. No, I get it, man. Like I said, I I think I've mentally developed a bias towards Hendricks. Because of what I look at with these season, like his season numbers did not used to look like this. They used to look a little better. And I mean, I, I don't know, this season of lefties, it looks like he's terrible. But then I pull up what's happening and he's just cruising through games. I'm like, geez, what's going on? So I'm with you, man. I think uh, I don't want to pay 9100 but against Milwaukee, I, I, I totally respect that. And you, I, I don't have a problem hopping on the Hendricks train for this spot especially after I hopped on a Chris Flexing train a few weeks ago or last week. Listen, you don't feel good about it. You don't <laughs> want to click that little green button next to his name, especially when it says 9,100 next to it. But I mean, there's worse things that you can do, especially. Yeah. Um, and, and like, here's the thing too, right? The other thing is people hate playing the same pitchers in the same game. And like, you can easily play Freddie Peralta and Kyle Hendricks together here. Yeah, it's expensive, but I mean, you have thirty eight hundred dollars a player left, and if you punt catcher, you're probably at like forty two. So, I mean, that's the other thing. People hate playing the same pitchers. I think Freddie Peralta is going to be one of the highest, if not the highest, stone pitcher on the slate. Like the Cubs, they strike out at such a high clip. This dude has a thirty seven percent K rate on the season. He's striking out righties at a forty four percent clip, and. This lineup is a very right-handed heavy lineup. I mean, play both of these pitchers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do like Peralta. I do want to see where the ownership is on him, though. And it's not like I don't like Peralta. But, I mean, we've got Trevor Bauer on the slate. We've got Giolito on the slate. So, I mean, if his ownership is going to start creeping, I mean, let's say Freddie Peralta's at 40 and Giolito's at 20. Like, I'm I'm just going to take my chances and play Giolito like that. That's just what I'm going to do, you know. So I love to see where the ownership shakes out. But either way, Peralta's in a good spot. I just I just hope the ownership doesn't start creeping in that, you know, 40% range. Do you have any interest in bats in this game? I have nothing. No, no, nothing. no. We've already talked about like three or four, um, like, bat spots that we like. And, like, maybe even more than that. Like, I'm not playing bats in this game. Like, Sure, you could play Chris Bryant in any matchup, but I'm not playing him here. Nope. Moving on to the game. One of the games uh, on this slate that you're definitely going to have to pay attention to the weather. Minnesota at Chicago taking on the White Sox. This game has an eight total. The White Sox are a 148 favorite. We got Kenta Maeda and Lucas Giolito. Let's start here with Kenta Maeda. First and foremost, see what Kevin Roth has to say as far as the weather goes in this game. Um, what are your thoughts here on Kenta Maeda? I think for the price, he's okay. Now, I know he's facing the White Sox. And, you know, I know this lineup has a lot of power. Um, and, you know, this season, Maeda looks just like Cal Hendricks. 
in terms of almost similar numbers. The difference is Cal Hendricks 9,100 and Mr. Kenta Maeda is 7,500. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to take a shot on Maeda at 75. Um, but, but, you know, I'm understanding. That. I don't think he makes it to 20 fantasy points. Maybe like, I feel like his upside is 18 and I'm willing to accept that today. The problem is I don't need my eight because of the type of lineup construction I'm going to have, but at the price, I don't hate it. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate my here. He's not my favorite. If I play three entries, I probably don't get to him. But if I was playing 150, I could definitely see why you would get to him on the slate. So I think it also like just at the end of the day comes down to how many lineups you're playing. Um, Lucas Giolito on the other side of this game. I mean, he's had a couple really good games this season. He put up 39 against this team earlier this season. He's had some really like fantastic starts, but he's been very mediocre for a 10K pitcher here recently. And I think everyone can kind of agree that like that worries you a little bit, um, especially on a nine game slate because you know you need the strikeouts the lineup i mean this lineup is not great it's not terrible the middle of the lineup towards the bottom of the order is not great but they also don't strike out a lot um simmons is not a big strikeout guy a rare what's the what's their shortstop luis um O'Reiris, O'Reiris. um he doesn't strike out at all even though i can't say his name um but yeah i mean I don't know what to do with Lucas Giolito. I really hope the weather's like iffy and then like I can make a decision, but I'm going to sit here and tell you he's not my favorite. I would much rather play Freddie Peralta. And I think I'd much rather play Hendricks and Bauer over Giolito today. Yeah. I and, and I definitely understand those points. I think for me, I think it just GPP upside. I still think he's got the upside. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at these games like he's he's had games mostly with, you know, seven strikeouts, seven, nine, nine, 12. The problem is he's been giving up runs. And, and, and I always, you know, I always anticipate a pitcher to give up one or two runs anyway. Like I don't I, I don't ever feel like any pitcher is going without giving up any runs. Even Jacob DeGrom, I always give him at least one. And if he get if, if he throws a no hitter or goes six or seven clean, hey, I'm ahead of the game. But. I think if he can cut these runs down, uh, you know, then I, then I think he's going to be in much better shape. I mean, the leash is still there. Uh, K's have, have been there mostly outside outside of the St. Louis game and the Kansas City game. I mean, 8, 10, 8, uh, 7, 8, 7, 11, 12, 9, 9, 7, 7. K's are there. I, I, I think I'm still willing to invest in them. And, you know, if we're thinking that Peralta is going to be higher owned right now, I'm absolutely in on uh, Giolito from a tournament perspective. I'd be shocked if he's not. <laughs> I'd be shocked. We'll see. Um, let's go to bats in this game. Anything standing out to you for Minnesota? Mm, not really. Um, I think we'd just be one off in power here, you know, probably taking, you know, Cruz or Donaldson. Um, you know, God, Miguel Sano, when is he going to start hitting home runs? I don't know. Um, Kirilov, you know, has a little bit of power, but I think it'd just be one off in power for me. Kepler is cheap. Um, I don't hate Kepler here, but overall, I, I don't really want to play anyone from from uh, the, the Twins. Again, this is like one of those other, another game that I feel like you kind of cross off, especially like on the White Sox side, if like a Abreu doesn't play. You know, maybe you take shots on Anderson. I'm not paying 5200 for Yasmani Grandal. Um, maybe Moncada, but I mean, this is like you said, it's kind of another spot where I think I'd be looking at like one-off spots um, more than anything else. Yeah, same thing. De- definitely one-off spots. Uh, you know, Maeda is throwing a lot of slider to righties, so you know you got to identify that. I mean, he's throwing about 50 percent of the time, so. Um, that's kind of a big deal. So just kind of one-off spots, uh, but I'm with you. They're really expensive, and, and I don't want to pay these prices. Maybe, you know, Brian Goodwin or Moncada or something like that, but Grandal at 52, I'm definitely not doing that. All right, Baltimore 
at Houston Eshelman and Zach Granke facing off in this game. Nine total. It's very rare that we see a team minus 300, but um, Houston minus 315 today. Um, I have zero interest in Eshelman. Uh, I'm not even going to sugarcoat this. There's no reason to play him. Um, yeah. You're going to get a no for sure. Yeah. I mean, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> how many How many lineup? I, I would have to have people start giving me free teams before. And I, I, I would need like 150 free teams before I would even consider playing them on one team. I would get. I would have take those 150 free teams and still hit the X button. Like I'm just not yeah, playing just... on this slate. And, and speaking of that, Stevie, I mean, we literally just saw this series. Like it was in Baltimore. I get it, but the pitching is all the same. Matt Harvey's going to be here in a couple of days. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Moral to the story, folks: Don't play Ashelman. Uh, Granky on the other side of this game. There's some strikeouts here in this Baltimore lineup. 26% K rate for the projected starter lineup. He's 9,800. Um, it kind of goes back to that whole same conversation that we just had about Kyle Hendricks. Nobody's going to play Zach Granky today. He should cruise to another really strong start. I just don't know if he's going to pay off the $9,800 price tag. He's going to get the win. He's going to pitch well. It's just he's 9,800. Yeah, that that's where I am. I I don't think I can do it on Grinky. I just nine eight hundred. I think it's I think it's a lot, and and I'm more than willing to take the fade at that point. Um, bats. Anything for Baltimore? <sighs> I mean, Grinky has struggled with righties more than lefties. <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm always willing to trade Trey Mancini one off, like against Grinky. I, I don't hate it. You know, uh, Mikel Franco is 3,200. I kind of don't hate that either. Um, they're really cheap. And if they're, if we're going to get these righties, I do think the Baltimore righties are sneaky. I, I don't like them more than Detroit, but I'm willing to take some of these Baltimore righties for sure. Yeah. I mean, Mancini, the problem with like one off in Mancini is he's first base eligible. Um, uh, like it's so rare that you like build a team and like your your one off spot is like your first baseman. Um, and like I'll be honest, if I was gonna one off any first baseman in a day, I don't know if it'd be Mancini. I, I like the upside. Mountcastle, you can use him in the outfield. Maybe you one off him. Ryan at power bats is where you're gonna get Granky. Um, so I don't mind chasing some power um, on the Houston side. I mean, this is going to be the highest zone team today uh, for good reason. Toro's still cheap. Brantley's cheap. Tucker's cheap. I mean, this team's in a great spot and you, we just continue to load up on them. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, playing Houston has been like, if you've played Houston, I think every day except one day, you've had a chance to be profitable. Wouldn't you agree, Stevie? I think it was one slate where they just kind of didn't do much. One slate, and I think I actually faded them that day. But all in all, if you've played Houston, you've had a chance to be profitable. I think that continues. I don't think we see anything different. Um, That's it. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Houston a lot. We're moving on. We got Arizona at St. Louis. This game has a nine total. St. Louis, a 155 favorite. Jake Faria against Wade LeBlanc. Um, any interest here in Jake Faria? No. Yeah, I just don't think he'll pitch deep enough. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a full-on bullpen game for Arizona. Faria is a good pitcher. If we like, if he if we got, I just I don't think he's going to pitch deep enough. Yeah, I mean, he I'm just pitched past two innings. That was against the Dodgers. I don't see it. What do you think? I mean, they only gave him 45 pitches in that one. He's pitched recently out of the bullpen a little. I don't know. I really don't. I, mean, I would guess. Scaps 50, 60 pitches. This is like his first start. He's been working out of the bullpen. Maybe he gets 60 pitches. Yeah. I, I still think you're taking a shot on one of those other cheap guys before you take a shot on that. 
Absolutely. And then as far as like Wade LeBlanc goes, he's not a big strikeout guy and he's facing one of the teams in baseball that strikes out like the least amount against left-handed pitching. So way too much contact in this spot for me to have interest in Wade LeBlanc. Yeah. Um, and he's another one that may only get 60 pitches. Um, this is his first start. He's even coming out of the bullpen as well. So um, yeah, I think, I think I like both teams here and neither pitch, neither, neither side of the pitching at all. Yeah, Wade LeBlanc challenges the zone. So, I mean, he's going to throw strikes. He's not going to walk people. And let's see what happens. Like, you know, when you're looking at the Arizona Bats, we'll have to see if Kettle Marte is back in there or not. Um, I doubt he plays here. They said, like, he's going to get imaging done on his hamstring on Monday. So, I doubt he plays. If he's out, I mean – with Kelly out too, you're looking at like the cheap stack here, Christian Walker, Nick Ahmed, um, and just maybe like LeCastro or one of these other like cheap Arizona bats. Um, and they come out, they grade out to be like one of those like cheap stacks that you can kind of play and, you know, see what happens. Yeah, man. I mean, we're going to get our, our good friend, Eddie Esco, sticky Nikki. And C-Dub, Christian Walker. I mean, how do you not like these guys against Wade LeBlanc? I'm excited, Stevie. Uh, we're, 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 I, think we're, I think we'll see some Arizona stacks out there tomorrow night. Yep, I'm right there with you. Um, Cardinals, anything standing out to you for St. Louis? I think I'm just going to stack them. Like, I – bullpen game, you know, O'Neal's 3,600. Dylan Carlson, 3,500. Yachty's 37. I mean, I just like saying Lars Newt Bar. Like, if you don't like saying Lars Newt Bar, like, we, we've got to reevaluate your humanism. I'm just kidding. Uh, but at any rate, you know, we've still got Paul DeYoung. I know he's at the bottom, but 2,900 at shortstop. I'm more than willing to take a chance in what's going to be a bullpen game. So I, I like them as well. I mean, they're projected for over five runs right now, or right at five. So I, I, I like it. Yeah, I think this is a sneaky game. I really do. I think there's going to be a lot of contact made on the Arizona side, and they're on the road, so um, kind of a juicy spot. Yeah. Kind of like the over in this game. Uh, San Francisco at LA. We got the Dodgers, the Giants, seven and a half total. Uh, Dodgers a 195 favorite here. Trevor Bauer against Anthony Descalfani. Let's start with Descalfani, he's 7,300 going up against the Dodgers, and he has been on fire. Um, it's the Dodgers, Will. I mean, it's the Dodgers. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Anthony Descalfani? Oh, I can't do it, Stevie. I, I just – I can't. I mean, I'm, we're looking at this Dodgers team, and while they're not at complete full strength – Betts is going to be in this lineup. Muncie's going to be in this lineup. Turner, Bellinger. I mean, they don't have Seager, but I mean, dude, I can't. I I can't play Descafani in this spot. I I just like he, he's going to have a hard time getting strikeouts. Is the problem? I think that that's the main thing. Like, yeah, you've got some guys that are that are going to going to give you some K's, but all in all, like he, he he's just, I think he's going to have a tough time. And I, and I like Descafani. I think the price warrants consideration, but even still, I, just, I can't bring myself to do it against this team. I don't hate it. I really don't. Um, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I mean, he can, he's so good against righties that he can limit because the Dodgers are one of those lineups where they like to go righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty a lot. Because uh, Dave Roberts is just, Dave Roberts. Um, so, I mean, he can limit bets, Turner, Taylor, Barnes, um, whether it be Smith or Barnes, it'd probably be Smith. Um, I mean, I don't hate it. Well, I really don't like the price is what, you know, how many guys under eight K can put up 30. I think the answer to that question is one. Um, and it's probably Descafani, like maybe yeah. Kentai Maeda, but I don't think Kentai Maeda has like the strikeout upside this season. I think his max game or this season is like, yeah, like 28 29. So I, I think if you're just looking for pure upside, 
under 8K. Descafani is just he's been pitching phenomenal. Um, he threw a complete game shutout against Washington the other day and threw it in 103 pitches. Um, so he's on it. Um, so I really don't hate it. And again, it's tournaments. It's not cash games. Um, Trevor Bauer on the other side. Uh, dare I say this is the easiest fade ever? Is that a hot take? Um, I don't know if it's easiest fade ever, but okay, I, not I, easiest I fade ever. But <laughs> I'll say that. Okay, it's not the easiest fade ever because it's Trevor Bauer and he could put up forty in any matchup. But dare I say, this is a really, really good tournament fade. How about that? Is that better? Let's go with that. He did put up 36 against this team the last time. But, you know, that was, that was, before, that was before they removed the sticky stuff. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, you know I'm playing Bauer. Like, he's 10-9. You know, I, I trust him to go out and get the job done. I think the thing I like about Bauer is we, we know he has the leash. So, um that that's how I feel about him. But if I had to choose between Bauer and Freddie, I probably would choose Freddie today because the Cubs, Jesus. Like if I had to actually just pick and feel feel best about it, I think I would go with Freddie. But I, I feel like I'm gonna be fading Freddie tomorrow because of the ownership. So Bauer's but Bauer's absolutely on my list. Love Bauer. I mean, the lineup's a little bit worse with Belt um out. Like that's one of their better bats. So uh, Posey came back, you know, he was back in the lineup on Sunday. They gave Crawford a day off on Sunday. Um, Wade was not in the lineup on Sunday. So, I mean, Bauer could easily go out and dominate this game, easily go out and dominate this game. So, um, yeah, he's in play. I'm just saying I probably fade him here, but I only play three teams. I don't fade him if I'm playing 150. I don't fade him if I'm playing 10. So, yeah. I mean, it's all about what you're building for your own lineups, too. Um, so, yeah. Bats. I'm not going to go out of my way to play the Giants, but I think Yaz is in a great one-off spot. You know, Bauer is someone that can definitely give up some home runs, and um, Yaz is probably my favorite if I was going to do that. Yeah, totally get it. Um I'm I'm not playing any Giants though. I'm gonna take the fade today. Um yeah. Dodgers, I mean I think the Dodgers are a stack or, or fade. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I definitely think you can stack them. Um you know, I Bellinger at thirty nine hundred is very intriguing for a guy that's a little bit worse to lefties and righties. Um, and so he's probably, my assumption is he's going to be very popular on this slate, uh, but for good reason. I think McKinstry played the day before. I think he started. So my assumption is it's because it's the weekend. I, I'm not expecting McKinstry to uh, start again. Uh, if he does, that would get, it, it would get real interesting because how do we have some uh, even, even more cheap lefties? Because they already have Lux and they already have Beatty or Beatty. And we don't know who's going to show up between those three. But my assumption is McKinstry won't start. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where I'm with the Dodgers. I, I, I do like these lefties, though. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we're going to get out of here because Stevie needs sleep. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Oh, boy. I think I'm just going to go with Garrett Richards and pray. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Descafani. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? <laughs> Guys, this was easy, Stevie. Got to be double D Danny Duffy. Yeah, I'm going to go Dylan Bundy. I think those are the two clear guys like that you're yeah. you're probably, if you're playing, you're probably staying their weight on. Uh, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive home run today? Man, I I, I think this guy's going to play. I'm actually going to go with Max Muncy. I think Muncy will be back in the lineup. I like him a lot. Ten days ago, Kyle Schwarber had 13 home runs. Kyle Schwarber has 22 now. Um, he has nine home runs over the last 10 games. 
Uh, I'm going to go Kyle Schwarber in a cupcake matchup against Eikhoff here. Uh, love Kyle Schwarber at 4,700. Five home runs uh, in two days last week, too. Yeah, just Crazy. crushing the ball. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bat that you like to get two hits today? Um, Look, man, you guys know I like Detroit. Uh, man, give me my boy, Jaimeer Candelario. 3K. Gotta love it. Yeah, um, Christian Walker, 3,100. I I, I kind of like the three-man Arizona stack. I talked about it. Ahmed Escobar Walker, I think it's very much in play. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Uh, I'm not going to keep a secret. It's Detroit, Stevie. I, I like them against Eli Morgan. I know that he came out and, you know, ha- had a really good game. I still don't trust this guy on the season. I'm going with the Detroit Tigers and all of their splendid Caness. All right. Um, Houston's cheating. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. They're I'm gonna take six in their sleep at this point. Yeah. Um. Give me the Yankees. Give me. I don't like Give me the them, Yankees against it. Bundy. I get um, it. Any bets standing out to you here night before? Um, I think it's one that we talked about already where we're thinking we're probably going to take the over on this. Um, and that's this Arizona Cardinals line. Like, I – this feels like both teams score five or six runs today to me. So – yeah, that's I, instantly. I, I like the stood out to me too. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Instantly, the one that stood out to me too. I'm right there with you. Um, I mean, definitely be looking at some of the props. I like the under in the Cubs uh, Brewers game too. It's currently sitting at seven. There's some books that have it at seven and a half. Shop around. Um, seven and a half is super juicy. So, um, I would be looking, at, you know, and trying to get seven and a half. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, ma'am. Uh, man, I am good to go. Um, I just appreciate being able to hop on, man. MLB is in full swing. I'm enjoying it. It's been fantastic. Uh, kudos to you, man, for making it through a long weekend of NASCAR. And uh, everybody say a prayer for Steven that he can get some rest tonight. Yeah, I think I slept five or six hours. Um, so I am definitely ready. Um, I'm glad baseball's back. I always, I always love the Sunday night podcast. I'm always super tired for it because I'm coming off of a long weekend. But I always love the the Sunday podcast because it gets you like I get pumped back up for baseball. Um, yeah. You know, I ramp my baseball back up and NASCAR. I'll see you again on Thursday and Friday. Um, but I mean, I get pumped up for baseball, especially early in the week. So that's gonna wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. Let's start the week off with a bang. We'll see you tomorrow.